And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Yes! Pull up the DeLorean, baby. We're back. Back to the Futures. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague, holding down as always. Produced by super producer Zach Kroll in the house. Sprager, before we get into a wild, wacky NFL and college football weekend and looking ahead, of course, this is Back to the Futures. We have not talked to you since your Atlanta Braves won the World (laughs) Series. Congratulations, my friend. I envision you crying tears of joy as your Braves got it done. I know you had a Futures on that as well. I did. I, I laid a ticket right before the playoffs. I got them at plus 550. I, wow. I think, you know, when you're a fan of your team, you got to put some some money on them and root for them even more. Uh, it was fun to watch uh, Solaire just hit the life out of Houston with that bomb out of the stadium. And admittedly, look, I, I celebrated with a couple whiskeys and three tears. I had a great <laughs> night and uh, I won some money along the way. So it was a fantastic moment for me because I largely as a Braves fan expect them to let down in that spot. And they thankfully came through. More tears than whiskey. I Listen, all in one hand, I'm proud of you and also disappointed at the same time. Now, <laughs> I want to talk to you about week nine in the NFL before we look ahead and, and uh, you know, obviously talk about conferences and next mm-hmm. week and guess the line and things of that nature. Let's reflect a little because this was upset city in week nine in the NFL. You had the Jaguars beat Buffalo. You had Denver beat Dallas. You had Atlanta beat the Saints. I mean, honestly, if you took these teams alone on the money line, Jaguars were plus 700 on the money line. Denver plus 340 on the money line. Atlanta plus 215. What did you make of the madness of week nine in the NFL? The underdogs were six and two against the spread in the early slate, Sprager. Yeah. Yeah. And the underdogs actually finished the day as we go into primetime eight and three overall, Um, you know, the odds and looking at parlay plays. That's my first thought is why don't I do a ticket every weekend where I put a little more than I'm comfortable with (laughs) on on some dogs. And today, I I don't know how you don't walk away from week nine and say the story is the dogs. I mean, that you could go with a couple shocking games. Jacksonville, as you mentioned, Denver almost blanking out the Cowboys. How about the Giants? I know a lot of people that really like that Raiders ticket at three to three and a half. Arizona mm-hmm. without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, without J.J. Watt going into San Francisco and pummeling the Niners. This was a day where I think a lot of people looked at themselves and said, damn, why didn't I take a chance on some of these dogs? And also I'd call this survivor pool deadly day because how many people lost their survivor pool running oh. with picking the Bills and the Cowboys? Yes. Which, which game concern you the most when you look at those two teams? The Bills just putting up six points or the Cowboys, which to me, Sprager looked kind of lifeless. Like there was just no energy. Yeah. There was no sense of urgency. And the Broncos smelled that pretty early on and, and went after them. Uh, I just thought they out-physicaled the Cowboys in a, in a weird way. For me, I, I think it was that game. I mean, the yeah. Cowboys are such a balanced team that it feels weird when they can't get anything going. I mean, I mean, you would think, right. okay, you know, it's not Dak's day. They can run the ball with two backs. They couldn't do anything. I mean, Dak, no running game. Uh, defensively, they didn't look good. I just watched the Broncos. You know, I cover the Washington football team here in D.C., and I just watched the Broncos last week stink up the joint 
And it was basically like watching a game who wanted to lose more between the Washington football team and the Broncos. Neither could mm-hmm. score at all. It was a, a, a day of follies, quite frankly. And then I watch them against the Cowboys today. It's a completely different team. Which which loss concerns you more, Cowboys or Bills? Well, I think overall, my my overall thought on both teams is I'm not I'm not overly concerned yet. I know this was bad days and bad showings. Everything you're saying about uh, Buffalo and going to Jacksonville and and the Cowboys against Broncos is legitimate. You know, this is the thing. I, I think Buffalo and Dallas approached this game in similar fashion. I think they showed up and just thought showing up was going to win them this game. They were heavy right. favorites, double digit favorites to win. But if I'm to pick one, I, I'm still going to go Dallas. Like Buffalo's been to an AFC championship game last year. They've been in a position yep. where they've had some letdown and they've been able to respond to it. Gazuntite. Right. Dallas is in a season where, you know, Travis, I, I like Dallas a couple weeks ago. I may have said it on the pod that Dallas was a, a sleeper, like NFC championship team. Mm-hmm. And while I still like a lot of, of what they do to see them come out like that was just pretty disappointing. And they even admitted as much like they just didn't bring the energy. They just yeah. showed up to play football. They weren't really ready. That's an indictment on Mike McCarthy. I couldn't believe Kellen Moore couldn't get that offense going at some point before it was way over. So yep. for me, I'm going to go with the team that has not proved it, a team looking to take that step and looking good so far. I'm going the Dallas Cowboys. You, you want to be a contender? You want to win the a- uh, NFC? You can't have spots like this. Buffalo, I've yeah. seen Buffalo bounce back and advance deep into the postseason. Dallas, we need to see more consistency throughout the regular season to be able to trust them going into the postseason. You know, you mentioned how you're not that concerned. Big picture for the Buffalo Bills. Now, they are still favored to win the AFC as we sit here now, Sprager, followed by the Ravens and the Chiefs, Titans, Chargers. But who can you trust uh, in the AFC? Because, I, I mean, it went, it's just going bonkers. I mean, no one's running away with it. And we talk about this. In the NFC, it is top-heavy. Uh, you do have two or three teams that feel a cut above everyone else in the conference. But in the AFC, I mean, this thing is jumbled at the top. And the Bills, although still favored to win the conference, after what we saw today in Jacksonville, I know you're not concerned big picture, so maybe they're still the favorite to you. But I could make a case for a lot of these teams. In fact, Sprague, how's this for some value? I mean, if you look at the uh, updated AFC title odds, the New England Patriots are way down the list at 25 to 1. I think I'd take a crack at the Patriots, Sprager. And before you laugh me off of the set, I mean, look, just look at the AFC, not so much what the Patriots do or don't do well, but I don't trust the Bills. Maybe I just disagree with you. To me, mm-hmm. you know, I think Josh Allen has not looked the same this year, but I even giving him the benefit of the doubt because we've seen him be great. I've told you before, I have questions about the Bills not being able to run the ball consistently. In fact, if Josh Allen isn't running the ball, they're not running the ball. That's a problem. The Ravens, as you know, I have a future for them in the Super Bowl, but I don't feel that confident because to use a baseball analogy spray, they just have one pitch. They have Lamar Jackson. That's their fastball. Now it's one hell of a fastball, but where's the other pitch? I mean, they, they have nothing else. They have no dynamic playmakers on that team at all. The Chiefs mm-hmm. don't even get me started. King Henry's out for the Titans. I mean, I look at it and I say New England has a real home field advantage when we get to later in the year. Mac Jones is a rook, but 
he looks like the real deal. He's not going to lose it for you. Even if he's a game manager, it might be enough. Defensively, you know what Belichick does, especially when you get into December and January and playoff football. I kind of like the Patriots as a value play. Who do you trust in the AFC for updated conference odds? I think it's great value. You go in New England here, and you can go a lot of different ways because to your point, like Buffalo being the favorite, I, I don't even know where people are at on Buffalo. I do think Josh Allen has kind of taken a slight step back from where he was a year ago, but I don't, I don't blame – the, I don't blame Vegas for making Buffalo the favorite. Despite what happened today, I still think they're going to end up hitting their over on their win totals, which is probably why we disagree. I have a bet on Buffalo's futures and their win total, and I think they're going to hit the over. But you go a ton of different ways. Kansas City, for me, I'm taking them out. I'm done with Kansas City. I'm officially yeah. going to say that. They're not right offensively. Their defense played really well today, but it mm -hmm. still almost wasn't enough. I mean, I cannot believe that they didn't take more advantage of Jordan Love <laughs> starting his first career start in yeah. an arrowhead stadium his parents are sitting in the very top row like they, they did everything they could to get an advantage and they still couldn't quite uh be able to do that i i don't i don't trust kansas city they're off tennessee i really like them going into that ram contest now this will age either very poorly or very um, well <laughs> poorly like tennessee yeah probably will but i like tennessee getting the hook against the rams the chargers is a really good value bet for me because i one i liked them as a value bet to win their division who saw this yes. kansas city disaster coming nobody but i liked them going into the year at 1200 that's right i remember that division and right now they're leading the division you can get them at 1100 to win the afc but i'm gonna go back to something you cited who do you trust yeah i don't know if you trust a whole lot but i'm gonna go and use a musical reference to counter your baseball reference here. oh okay Michael Jackson is so good that it doesn't matter if you have Tito and Randy, the Jackson Five are still must listen to. And Lamar Jackson, to me, is harnessing Michael Jackson here, and I like the Jackson Five. I think he is he's one of the more impossible players in NFL history to prepare for on every single week. They got into a dogfight against Minnesota. They found themselves trailing big, 14-3 to at one point. They clawed all the way back, and they, they did what they needed to do in that second half. Their defense locked in and they dominated them offensively. That's mm -hmm. going to be really hard for a lot of these teams that we're mentioning to stop and take away what Baltimore is good at. And I think experience in the postseason always helps a player grow more and more confident. So I'm probably going Baltimore 1. I think Buffalo should still be favorite, but Baltimore 1. And my okay. dark horse is the Chargers because I think they're going to have one of the oh. quarterbacks in the playoff picture. And I'll take my odds on that most of the time. Okay, so you could get Chargers 10 to 1. And what's interesting is, first of all, that was a great analogy. I wish I was good at Photoshop so I could just Photoshop Lamar's face on Michael Jackson's like album cover or something. But just have you know, Hollywood Brown in the back as Tito and, <laughs> and Lamar is like moonwalking his way past all of them. Like, I'm going to carry this thing. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, now, for me, you know, I, I made a case there for the Patriots. Uh, I thought. Let's talk about both of these teams because you like the Chargers and I like the Patriots. And I thought today both teams won unique games. So the Patriots won in a way, which is why I think you get good value on them. They had just defense. Sam Darnold is still seeing ghosts against Bill Belichick defense. It's just in a different uniform now with the Panthers. Sorry to super producer Zach Kroll, who's a diehard Jets fan. I know that's a painful memory for him, but uh, obviously – Belichick's defense is playing well, and as I said, 
Jones is a game manager and it works for them. Mm-hmm. Conversely, the Chargers today, that felt like a playoff game. Now, the Eagles are not a playoff team by any stretch, but you and I come on this show every week, it seems like, and we say, man, didn't see the Eagles making this a game, or we didn't see the Eagles right. winning this week. That is a tough team. They are a bloody nose every week against whoever they play. And the Chargers really had to dig down and win that game. And they had to do it in a playoff team type of way, Sprague. They had to do it. Don't make mistakes. Stay buttoned up. No stupid penalties. No turnovers at bad, inopportune times. And Justin Herbert had to make the plays when they were there. He had to make the big plays to win the game. He was the difference today. Just in terms of this week. Who were, whose win was more impressive, the Chargers or the Patriots to you? Well, I, I think it's going to be the Patriots because I like the Chargers to make the postseason, and the Patriots' season so far has been largely up and down, up and down. If yep. you want to get into that playoff picture, you got to put a couple um, in, the, in the win column here, and that's what they've done. I mean, go back to last weekend, and you mentioned the defense. If, if I'm trusting New England, to me, it's entirely driven by the defense and what Belichick does yes. because I'm – Mac Jones is getting a lot of credit, and he's had some good games. He's also had some very mediocre or bad games. And I think when they've won a few of these, it's been in spite of Mac Jones or without really needing him to do a whole lot. Their ground game was really efficient today against Carolina. And that defense, as you mentioned, Darnold, I think, against Bill Belichick has one touchdown and nine picks. Like, Mm. he absolutely dominates Sam Darnold when he goes against him. That's why I like the Patriots coming into today at three and a half. I didn't care about that hook. I was betting Bill Belichick against Sam Darnold. I'll take those odds every time. But to me, if I'm betting New England, I'm betting yep. a defense. Because I, I still worry about <clears throat> Mac Jones. If they're in a close game, they need that big throw. Is he really going to deliver? I haven't seen any evidence suggest that he will. And so if you're betting on him, you're betting on Bill Belichick, which, you know, I don't blame you because look at history. It's all on Bill's side there. So they could be a sleeper team. I just – I'm not sure they're ready – to get over and contend with some of the other teams in this conference with Mack at quarterback. Last question on the AFC. Who do you like more, Bengals or Browns? Because the Bengals at 20 to one, the Browns at 25 to one, we saw them play in week nine. It was not close. The Browns beat down the Bengals straight, punked them. Who do you trust more, or would you not touch either one of those teams to win the AFC? No, that's you know that's one that I actually left out a couple minutes ago. The Browns, and it's not just because it was 41-16. You're talking about a playoff team that was nearly uh, able to punch its ticket to the AFC Championship game a year yep. ago. And I know they dealt with the OBJ stuff all week, but I, di- I didn't view that as like a real problem. That dude has been a, basically a diva everywhere he goes. I won't be shocked if he ends up being that on the next team. <laughs> Uh, And Baker in this spot, Baker's really good. Like Baker, there's a Browns fan that had a funny graphic. It said, uh, Baker, chip on the shoulder, win. (laughs) Baker, credit, plays bad. Uh, Baker in his head, it's over. And then it just, it's a cycle that goes over and over and over. And today was a cycle where Baker played well. I trust Cleveland. Cincinnati is still one of those teams. They're learning how to win. They're learning how to stay in these games. That's right. And today just wasn't their day. Cleveland absolutely brought the pain. I couldn't agree more. I'll add this. Kevin Stefanski, no one talks about it. He's one of the best coaches in the league. I think he continues to prove it in Cleveland. They may be headed back to the playoffs and maybe another playoff win for them. Next, it's the game that's sweeping the nation for DGENs. Guess the line of the biggest games in college football and the NFL. All that and more next on Back to the Futures.
when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Hey, we're back. Back to the Futures. Travis Thomas here with Brandon Sprague. Super producer Zach Kroll. Brandon, you know this is uh, the time when Big Z, when Zach gets a shine, when he comes in as the host of the show that's sweeping the D-Gen Nation Guess the line, Zach Kroll. Tell them what they won behind door number one. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time to play some guess the line for this upcoming week in college football. It will be week number 11, and we will start off in the Big 12. Oklahoma, a team that is still in contention for the college football playoff, they'll be heading on the road to Baylor, taking on the Bears, unfortunately, Baylor. They just lost uh, to TCU, but they're still a top 25 team. Oklahoma at Baylor. Sprigo, start it off with you. Oh, it's a hard one. It's a tough game. This is a real prove-it factor. I know Baylor just lost, but there's a lot of people that don't buy Oklahoma to go through undefeated. I personally think they will. So I have a lot of interest in what this line is. My guess, it's Oklahoma on the road at Waco. And while Baylor's still a good team, I think Vegas is going to make Oklahoma the favorite. I'll say the Sooners minus six. You know, I agree with everything. I agree, I agree that the Sooners are going to win out. Uh, I do think if Baylor had won this week, though, this would probably be a much shorter line than you think. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it would have been Oklahoma minus three. Uh, but because they lost, I'm going to bump it up a little bit. So I'm going to use that trick that you use it ticks me off every week and see if it works for me. I'll go Oklahoma minus five and a half. Travis, you used the right strategy. Just unfortunately, it was in the wrong direction. Minus seven. Brig, just to point off, Oklahoma. (laughs) That was a dirty tease, Zach. That was a a dirty tease. How would you bet that? Because I I, I think I would go... uh, I think I'd take Oklahoma to win. I might take Baylor to cover that, to be honest, Greg. I, I think it could be under yeah. a touchdown. If it stays there or gets a little higher, I kind of like Baylor getting that many yeah. points at home. I think they'll play well. And, and Oklahoma's shown that they're kind of playing tight games this year. Right. All right, moving on. Big Ten. This is a big game in the Big Ten. Michigan, they are another team that's still uh, alive in the college football playoff. They're heading on the road to Penn State, taking on the Nittany Lions. Travis, I'll start with you. Michigan at Penn State, who do you got? Yeah, this is a mess. I mean, they both have kind of just self-destructed a little bit here lately. You know, two weeks ago, this would have felt like a much bigger game. I think Michigan has to be the favorite because Penn State has fallen back more so than Michigan has. But it can't be much. Uh, Happy Valley's a tough place to play always. My gut is Michigan minus three, so I'll make it Michigan minus two and a half just to give Penn State some uh, props for being at home. I'll go Michigan minus two and a half. Um, I'm going to swing the other way here. I, I think you made a good point. I think, unfortunately, though, Penn State got their quarterback back in Sean Clifford. I think that that's a real help for them offensively, and at, it's at Penn State where Harbaugh has suffered some nightmare scenarios. Uh, I'm going to swing the other way, and I will say Penn State barely a favorite. Penn State minus two over Michigan. 
Brave, you got that minus two right. Unfortunately, though, it's in Michigan's favor. So Travis yeah. will take round number two. Tied at I one. hate Michigan. the way you're doing this. I hate this. I hate when you're doing this <laughs> little making me feel good and then yanking it right there, man. Hey, I see Smart. the opportunities. I have to do it. But anyway, <laughs> Michigan minus two against Penn State. That should be a good game. Uh, Penn State, they had a nice win against Maryland yesterday, but they've been banged up. Who knows what James Franklin's future holds in Happy Valley. Moving on, we will be staying in the Big Ten. Purdue, they are the giant killer. They've yep. beaten Iowa. They have beaten Michigan State. They're heading on the road, though, to the ultimate giant in the Big Ten. Columbus, Ohio is where Purdue will be heading to take on the Buckeyes. So, Sprague, I'll start with you. Purdue at Ohio State. What do you got? I, I think this is going to be a big spread. I think it's going to open. Oh, I think it did open. Um, despite Ohio State having some struggles with Nebraska, I think it still opens with Ohio State heavy favorite. I think they're going to say Buckeyes minus 14. Yeah, it feels like a two-touchdown favorite to me, too. Now, I will say, every now and again, we have to pat ourselves on the back. We told you on this show, Purdue is always, at West Lafayette, is always a good spot to take a chance on them to cover against a giant. In this case, it was Michigan State last week. We did not see a win outright. We didn't call that Sprague, but we certainly did tell folks to look at that game. If you want to take a spot on an underdog to cover, and they won outright. Uh, unfortunately for Purdue, they are in the horseshoe, and I'm, I'm with you, so I'm going to go back to my strategy. Uh, I'll go Ohio State minus 13 and a half. So, Sprague actually takes this one, but both you guys were a little off. It's Ohio State minus 19. Vegas giving oh, a little much wow. more than you would. So, Buckeyes minus 19 over Purdue. I think I I'd like it. I agree with that. I think I'd lay it, Sprague. It's, I, would, I think I would. I think so, oh. because it's in the horseshoe. I mean, I hear that. I just, I don't, I know we'll get to college football stuff. I don't know if there's any team that should be favored by that much against, you know, formidable opponents. Right. Uh, I'll keep an eye. I see how high that line gets. But I think Georgia, right now, I bro. Like Georgia. It's just, what do you mean? It's just Georgia. It's just Georgia, though. Everybody else is like a coin flip. I yeah. think I kind of like Purdue coming into that one at plus 19. Okay, moving on. Notre Dame. Not a lot of people realize this, but they are a team that's actually still right there in the college football playoff conversation. Yep. They need a couple of things to go their way, but yep. they only have one loss. They're, <laughs> they're, heading on the road. <laughs> <laughs> they're heading on the road to Virginia, taking on the Cavaliers. Oh. So uh, Notre Dame at Virginia. Travis, I'll throw it over to you. Oh, oh. I don't know, but I know this. This is what I'm going to bet. So listen, I bet against UVA a few times this year, and I've hit the bet, but I've walked away impressed with the Wahoos. They're a pretty good team. And so I I imagine uh, it's in Charlottesville, right? Zach, didn't yeah. you say that? It's in UVA? Correct. Man, this could be a spot where Notre Dame is overvalued. I'm going to guess it's a touchdown. I'll say Notre Dame minus... Uh, give me six and a half just to make it interesting. But hmm. I, I like I like Virginia here. Virginia could win this game outright. I am definitely no matter what you tell me this line is, Zach. After Sprager guesses, I'm gonna. This is a spot I'm gonna take a chance with Virginia this week. I feel pretty confident on that. I think uh, I think Notre Dame's gonna be overvalued. Okay, so six and a half. I'm gonna yep. prices right you on this one. I'm gonna take Notre Dame six. 
Notre Dame minus six. Sprague is on the money with that strategy. Notre Dame minus four and a half, so it works out. Oh. Notre Dame minus four and a half. So Vegas giving Virginia a real shot. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad that you know that makes things a little tougher. I would still take UVA, I think. And what I would do, this is a good lesson to people who are are new to this or maybe casual sports betters looking to get deep more deeply involved. Wait until game time. Wait until closer to game time. I yeah. bet you money will be rolling in on Notre Dame and you may be what do you think Sprague you could probably get this line to five maybe five and a half well I'm, I'm really curious about that like I'm gonna look on Thursday to see where this line moves because I'm wondering right now if that line's not as high as I thought it would be so right I'm wondering if the money's gonna start coming in a little too much Virginia actually that spread goes down in Virginia's favor to like three or three and a half Ooh. I do wonder if it's gonna drop that direction if it does I might have to pounce on UVA, man. I got. Yeah. I don't trust this Notre Dame team. I don't Me believe either. they should be in the playoff conversation. Um, their biggest test was Cincinnati, and they completely failed it. Yep. So if this goes down more and more, I think I'm going to have to take UVA because it's probably telling me they're going to win outright. Zach, um, I mean, some of this, too, if you're thinking UVA is going to make it a close game and that number does come down, Sprague, and you don't love it as much at three and a half. Zach, can you tell us the total on that game, and here's why, Sprague. Sometimes, if you think a game's gonna be tight, but you don't love the line, it's not favorable for what you want, perhaps you just bet the under, that it's gonna be a tight game, defense, sphincters are gonna be tight late in the game. Uh, maybe you can get an under if the total is high, but I have no idea what the total is. What is it, Zach? Yeah, so right now, the total is 63 and a half. For the people that don't know much about Virginia, they actually have a really good quarterback. His name is Brennan yeah. Armstrong. The last game Virginia played, they actually uh, went up against BYU, a team that's uh, about a top 25 team. They lost, yeah. but they still put up 49 points. Their right. defense just gave up 66. So they're a team that can score right now. The total is 63 and a half. Yeah, I would bet the under on that, Sprague. And, I, you know, this is one of those things. Wait till close to game time. See where the line is. If it's favorable for UVA, bet UVA. If not, yeah, uh, you could just bet. I, I, I feel comfortable with the under in that. All right, one more college game. This is where game day will be in the SEC. Texas A&M, they're heading on the road to Ole Miss. Sprague, what do we got? Oh, <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm taking the lame train, baby. I think he learned a valuable <laughs> lesson getting his ass kicked against Alabama a few weeks back. Look, this Mississippi uh, team was one that I had circled going into the season. I thought they'd have a good year, and they've lived up to the billing so far. Um, I, I'd imagine, though, A&M's got to be favored. They're at home. Ole Miss coming in. No, this so is I'm at gonna It's in Oxford. Miss. Thank you. Okay, okay great. Then I'm going to say Ole Miss is going to be favored. I'll say Ole Miss minus three yeah i i agree with sprague i think um you know i'd lay the points whatever it is as long as it's not outrageous i don't trust right. texas a&m they have issues at quarterback uh i i think this is a great spot for matt corral and uh and and the lane train as my partner in crime says give me old miss i'll go uh i tell you what i'll go price is right we've been kind of doing it all day so give me old miss minus two and a half at home well, so both of you guys are going to be thrilled with this one. Texas A&M is actually a one-point favorite right now heading what? into Ole Miss. Yes. What? I'll take that. I'll take it all day. Lane Me train, too. Baby. I'm riding it. Hey, what's that total, Zach? I bet that's outrageous. Uh, yeah, we'll get that right now. I bet it's uh, uh 
It's got to be. I mean, all the all, all the old Miss 55? games are like sixty. I bet it's sixty. Interesting to see that number be that high with that A and M defense. But to your point, all they do is score points, man. Whenever yeah. they play, Wake Forest. So hey, hey, Sprague, take overs in Ole Miss and Wake Forest games. That's the rule <laughs> yeah. this year. Why did I not take the over in UNC Wake Forest? I what told you. I thinking? Oh my gosh. Right now it's set at fifty-eight and a half. 58 yeah. And a half, so there you yeah. go. I mean, you know, it's going to be some. I, I know that Texas A&M defense is all that, but if you and I both like Ole Miss, there's going to be some points in this. Yep. All right, moving to the NFL, uh, we will head to the one o'clock slate uh, on Sunday. Cleveland at New England. I will start off Ooh. with Travis. Who do we got? Cleveland at it's New England. Cleveland at New England. God, Cleveland looked good this week. So did New England. New England. I uh, just give me. Uh, I mean, it's in Fox World. That'll give you three points. Cleveland's good. I'll go two and a half. I'll go uh, Patriots minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to swing it the other way. I think Cleveland's going to end up being the favorite here. I think it's a low number, though. I'll go Cleveland minus two. Travis will take this one. It is actually Patriots minus three. He was just about on the mm. dot there. Patriots minus three over Cleveland. The Sunday night game next week. Kansas City, they're heading on the road to Vegas, taking on the Raiders. Ooh. Chiefs at Raiders. Sprague, we go. Ooh. Boy, this is going to be difficult. If Travis wins this, all hail to Travis. Um, I don't know if Vegas is still in on trying to get the public to bet on the Chiefs. I kind of want to say they are, but uh, I'm going to lean Raiders. I think it's yes. a bounce back spot for the Raiders in Vegas. Yeah. I'll say Raiders minus two and a half. God. Um, my gut tells me the Chiefs might be favored here. But I know. It can't, I'm worried about that. It can't be by that much. I don't want to be lame and say a pick them. Because to be honest, if I, if, if I had the Travis Thomas experience sports book, I would probably open this as a pick them, to be quite, quite honest. And I think I'm... That. I think I'm with you, Sprague. I would, uh, regardless of this line uh, that that Zach's going to tell us, I think I would bet the Raiders here at home. This is a spot I would take a chance on them. I'll go Kansas City favorite, though. I'll go Kansas City minus one and a half, maybe two. So it is actually Chiefs minus seven and a half. We'll see if that changes the week. But they still love Kansas City going. You're gonna give this. me the Raiders plus seven and a half at home. Can I make the bet right? I'm gonna make the bet right now on the air. I'm making the bet right now. What? Are you kidding me? What has this Chiefs done? What has this team done to earn that? What? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. They damn lost to Jordan Love today. Yeah. Oh, Vegas still geez. loves the Chiefs, no doubt about seven, that. Seven, bro. Did you say seven and a half? Seven and a half. That's oh crazy. man! Hey, let's run to the window, Sprager. I know, man. To the window, to the wall. <laughs> so I was going to ask you guys: Is that the bet you guys like the best right now? If you were going to make oh, one, dude. hell yes! All skeet, 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 skeet. I'm all in on it, man. We're going all in on that one. Wow! I can't even believe that's a real thing. That's terrible, man. Wow. Well. We pivot to the college football game next and ask the million-dollar question, is there anybody at all that can beat Georgia? I mean, honestly, can anyone stand up other than the Bulldogs, please? Because everything else is a crapshoot in college football. We'll talk about it next on Back to the Futures.
Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Hey, they're at home. Me too. I, I want to ask you real quick. I know we got college football to get into. Yep. You know, the Mahomes mystique, I think, is clouding a lot of this. But if you're being honest, if, if, if this wasn't a guy named Patrick Mahomes and you were watching this team, this version of the Kansas City Chiefs, you wouldn't trust him. You'd, you'd be eliminating him basically in your mind. And I think we're holding on to something that might not be there this year. We are holding on to the idea of who that guy has largely been as a starting quarterback. And I think that's why you see over and over and over again, the books are making them favorites. And they've been really miserable against the number. Again, I, I like the Raiders getting points at home. I think they bounced back from a Giants loss. Um, but I, I, at what point does, does the consensus come in that the Chiefs are not – not going to be in that conversation because I still feel like a lot of people hold them in that regard. Yeah, I agree. I, and it's, you know, it's so many things wrong with that team. The defense we know isn't great. Uh, I think that offensive line still is not gelled. Remember, it's a whole new look offensive line, period. I think they still haven't really gelled and come together yet. It appears as though they miss guys like Sammy Watkins and just other weapons other than Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And I got to tell you something. I had a caller call my show after the Chiefs beat the Washington football team earlier this season, and they said, Travis Kelsey's washed. He doesn't look the same anymore. He's not the same dominant guy. And I pretty much hung up the phone on them and said, uh, you're ridiculous. But ever <laughs> since that caller is called, I've watched the Chiefs, and I've watched specifically Travis Kelsey, and I don't think he's washed, but he is not the same dominant player he was. Uh, and I wonder, too, you know, at some point, people don't like to talk about it, and I know he's had some health issues. I wonder if Kansas City, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, which I know you and I, neither one of us believe they will, you know, do you start talking about maybe making a pivot to Eric Bieniemy and moving off of Andy Reid mm. in, a, in, a, in a good way, not in a where you're fired or anything like that, but in a, hey, maybe you can take a background here and be a consultant or work in the front office and let's turn this thing over to Eric Bieniemy, who should have been a head coach uh, several years ago for some other team. I know the Chiefs would like to keep him in-house. It could be uh, time for a pivot there in terms of leadership in Kansas City. But we have to let this play out because, as we talked about earlier in the show, the AFC is so jumbled. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. Now, you and I, I would, are, I would be. I we're would out be. on them. We're out on I'm them. Out. But I wouldn't be surprised be. at all because there's no dominant team in the AFC anyway. If you told me Mahomes came out of this, uh, I wouldn't be shocked at that. No, I don't know if shocked would be the right word, but I, I I, just do not see this team as a Super Bowl team. Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, hell, Tennessee, even without Henry, who may be coming back, by the way, by the time they get to the playoffs, which would be a huge addition for them. Right. I right. just, I look at like four or five teams, and I honestly think they're better than Kansas City. And every week that they either struggle or lose or struggle and win, we continue nationally to say, well, this is the weekend. It, it kind of reminds me of what we're seeing here in Portland, Damian Lillard getting off to a horrific start, and every single game the fan base goes, this is the night Dame's going to go off, and then he doesn't. At some point, you got to acknowledge the elephant in the room, and I think the elephant in the room this year is that Kansas City is not that look. Interesting suggestion on the on the Reed, the enemy stuff. That only happens, though, if Andy Reed says, I'm going to hang him up, I'll hang around. Because you can't just tell Andy Reid, hey, thanks for everything you've done. You've completely revitalized our organization. You made us relevant. You won us a Super Bowl. 
goodbye. We're giving it to Eric. If you told me he retired to hand this over to Eric Bieniemy, I wouldn't be shocked at all by that. I think that's an interesting thing to, to throw out there. He's getting up there in the age ladder. Maybe the you know the everyday grind is wearing on him a little bit. That's right. And to, to your point, they don't want to lose Bieniemy. <clears throat> and I know programs like USC, other mm-hmm. NFL teams are going to come calling, and they're going to be offering a pretty sizable check to get his first head coaching gig. So maybe Kansas City finds themselves in that spot, Travis. All right, now you brought up college football, so let's pivot to that because this weekend was interesting in college football. So uh, I'll tell you this quick story. I'm at a bar this past weekend watching college football, and it's a sports bar. So you know how that goes. There's TVs all over the place with different games on. And a Georgia fan wanders over to me with his drink, and he says, excuse me, uh, have you seen where the Georgia game is in here, any of the TVs? I've asked some bartenders. They don't know. I said, yeah, it's over there. He said, all right, cool. And he was sweating, Sprague. And he said, we're down three to nothing to Missouri. And I said, bro, isn't the game in Athens? He said, yeah. I said, what is it, the first quarter? He said, yeah. I said, relax, you'll beat them by 50. And they almost beat them by 50. So Georgia handles business, no problem. But Alabama, we saw a struggle against their rival LSU, even though LSU's down this year. Uh, they barely beat LSU. And then, of course, we talked about Purdue knocking off Michigan State. That's just the top three. But we saw a lot of movement uh, all over college football this week. What were your thoughts on some of those games from the past weekend in college football before we look ahead? Well, I, I think to the Georgia story, they're just different down there. Like, that's a religion for them. And so three to nothing could feel like the world <laughs> against them. So it's it's not shocking, I guess, to hear that. College football is as easy as this. It's Georgia and everybody else. And until Alabama can actually prove to look like a traditional Alabama powerhouse, which they largely struggled to do that this year, that LSU team is awful. Travis, they came in 28.5-point underdogs. They only lost by six. They held their own. And so I I think Alabama kind of falls in line with a lot of these other teams where are they going to beat Georgia if they play? I'm not convinced of that, which is why you might have to eliminate Alabama in the playoff picture. But it's not just the teams that lost, right? It's not just that Michigan State lost to Purdue. It's if you look around the rest of the landscape, you got some other teams struggling here as well. Like yeah. Cincinnati, they're all upset and outraged that they're not in the top four of the first rankings. They're sixth. They've only come out and played now three dud games that they've been yes. lucky to win. They were lucky on Saturday which yep. makes me feel even more strongly about their chances to not make the playoff. Oklahoma, even with Caleb Williams in there, it's mm-hmm. it's not like they were lighting up Kansas a couple weeks ago. So in Ohio State, everybody out here is like, Ohio State's better than Oregon. Oregon shouldn't be ahead, despite Oregon having won the head-to-head. And then I see Oregon dominate uh, their rival this weekend, and I watch Ohio State struggle with Nebraska. Yes, Excuse they did. Excuse me, Nebraska? Yes, they did. Yep. So I, I just think the story is Georgia – and then a roll of the dice with everybody else. I, it feels like this is the narrative, right? Every week, who's the four? I don't even know who the four. I think my four would be Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Michigan State. And I don't feel all that confident in that four right now. It's like the top five rappers. Die line, die line, die line, die. It's all Georgia. Listen, <laughs> all Georgia. If, if, if I held you to the fire, though, and I said, let's take Georgia off the board because this is back to the futures and we do roll the dice. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you have Alabama at three to one. You have Ohio State four to one. I think I know your answer because I know you like this team, Oklahoma at fourteen to one. 
Uh, and then you drop down a little bit and, and uh, we'll go your ducks here at 25 to one. And then outside of that, I don't think we believe in any of those teams. I yeah. guess what I'm asking, Bama, Ohio State or o- Oklahoma or Oregon, if, if I held you to the fire that one of these teams would beat Georgia, who would it be? Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> roll the dice, baby. Come on. I might, I might as well box Jake Paul and take my chances of going viral being knocked out than give you an answer to this question. I thought you um, liked Oklahoma with Caleb Williams now, don't you? I mean, you? I like Oklahoma to make the playoff. To beat Georgia? Georgia? Like, come on, man. Georgia is on a different level. I, I, I think I'd go – I think I'd have to go Alabama. Like, until Georgia yeah. does it against Alabama, and even yeah. though I think Georgia is better – you never want to discredit a team that's too deep with five stars at almost every single position. You never want to downplay Nick Saban's uh, impact. If you looked at the first rankings, all four coaches were either Nick Saban or Nick Saban assistants. He runs college football. I would still go Bama. Ohio State, you look shaky against Nebraska. You're going to get dominated by Georgia. Uh, Oregon is not ready for that game. I, I think they're really far. And Oklahoma, they, they haven't shown the consistency enough. And we've seen them in the playoff. And their story in the playoff is – one great performance and a lot of beatdowns. So if you're making me pick between uh, Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Oregon to beat Georgia, I think your best bet's Alabama. But again, if they don't beat them when they play, Bama's probably going to find themselves out of this conversation. And so it could make the playoff largely irrelevant. Well, here's the other part and the other side to that coin that you're not bringing up. Okay, you're, you're taking Alabama here just for the sake of taking them, but you hated all these teams. But let me ask you this. Do you think Georgia could beat them twice? Because it very well, look, if you're right and those two teams play and Alabama doesn't win the game, they could be left out of the playoff. But if Alabama wins that game, do you think these two teams could still see each other in the national championship? I mean, we may be looking at, uh, you know, a, a, a rematch. We may be looking at two games between Georgia and Alabama. Uh, do you think Georgia – um, you know, when if if they lose that SEC title game, could you see them coming back and beating Bama, or would you feel a little differently then about it? Well, I think a lot, uh, Travis, a lot on that. It, it depends on what Bama does. Like if Georgia right. and Bama comes down to a field goal and Georgia wins, that sure. gives Bama their second loss. And if you look they'd on be the out. schedule right, they, they, well, technically they'd be out, but hold on there. So we we. Bama really doesn't have a great win. Like, Florida was their win. Florida has gone completely off the side of a cliff. But let me (laughs) throw this at you. I think Michigan State's going to beat Ohio State. So, you know, Michigan State could be in the Big Ten title game. They beat Michigan. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to get there. Oregon's a wild card. They got one more tough. Well, they got a couple games, but their toughest game remaining is Utah. Right. I think if it boiled down to that last spot and Bama barely lost to Georgia – I think the committee would give Bama that fourth playoff spot over uh. an undefeated Cincinnati team because they would cite strength of schedule, conference they play in, and how close they were when they lost to Georgia. I think the committee screamed to us, we do not want to put a group of five in, and we won't unless all of these teams force their hand and you have multiple two-loss teams. That's the scenario, though. To your answer your question, if Bama closely loses to Georgia, I wouldn't be stunned if they got in at that fourth spot. Well, listen, you need to be on the committee because you told me a while ago that the Bearcats weren't going to make it. I thought you were crazy, and you were absolutely right. We'll argue more next week on Back to the Futures. Futures, we'll break it down like we always do. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas, Super Producer Zach Kroll. We'll see you next week. 
I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are gonna love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.